sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. We are busy with a series concerning spirit power, unlocking or igniting the gifts of the spirit. So uh, we've had three Sundays so far. The first Sunday, we spoke about why the gifts of the spirit, the importance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then the following two Sundays, we focus on prophecy, that God is still speaking and how you and I can um, hear the voice of God and how we can release the word of God or the voice of God to other people as well. So it's been been a really, really good uh, three weeks. And in our life groups, we've been hearing amazing testimonies of people hearing the voice of God. Even last week, we called out a few words of knowledge at the end of the service, and, and people were really, really touched by it. Okay, so today we're going to continue, and we're going to focus on uh, igniting words of knowledge. Okay, so we're going to focus on words of knowledge, and uh, I'm going to share a few stories with you. I want to stir your faith of what is possible um, by the Holy Spirit in us and through us. Okay? So I want us to stir our faith that you can believe that God wants to do the same through you at times because He wants to impact somebody's heart and impact somebody's life. Okay, so let me pray and I'm going to share. Father, we thank you for your word that's alive and powerful. And we thank you, Lord, that you are still speaking to us today. And so, God, we ask that you would come and ignite, come and stir words of knowledge, the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, give us the mind of Christ that we may know who is on your heart and what is on your heart and mind at any specific moment. So, God, we thank you for this. We say, Holy Spirit, just work in our hearts. Ignite our faith. And, Lord, I pray that each one of us would pursue the fullness of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so um, so certain gifts of the Spirit we've really been uh, pursuing over the last few years. So physical healing, we've seen hundreds upon hundreds of people physically healed. And we shared many of those stories. Um, then prophecy is also something that God has really unlocked already a lot in our midst. And so, so prophecy flows quite nicely. We're thankful for that. We want more, but we're thankful for what we have. But now, the one that I'm talking about now today is the word of knowledge, and it is something I'm growing in. And, uh, and it's high risk, because if you miss it, you miss it. It's quite obvious you've missed it. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so we went to Shofar Marmesbury uh, end of last term, and with a team of people, we did a Holy Spirit Impact Weekend there, and I was... Uh, so we on the on the aeroplane, and I was really trusting whoever is going to sit next to me that God would give me a word for them, that I would hear His heart for this person sitting next to me. You know, so I started to try and break the ice early. So I'm like, "Hi, hi, hi! I'm Andre," and the person over there, you know, and so there's a lady sitting here and a guy sitting there. They didn't know one another, and I was just like wanting to break the ice so we can just sort of communicate, and. Uh, <laughs> And so as we, I mean, the, we were sitting, even before the airplane uh, lifted off, we were just chatting a bit. And as I was sitting next to this lady, I asked the Lord, I asked the Holy Spirit, show me something about this woman's life. Show me something so that I can connect with her, so I can share with her more about your love. And so as I was sitting there, I felt that 
um, she had two children that she was really worried about. And I felt that the one's name is Jason. So I, then I stepped out and I asked about children. It seems that she's got two older sons in their middle 20s. She's got younger ones as well. But the two older ones, she was really worried about them. And the one's name is Jesse. I'm like, yo, I was close, man. I was just like. <laughs> but it, it, it built a, a bridge to this lady. And before we lifted off, she was already in tears as God touched her. I prayed for her. And the Lord gave me prophetic words about her marriage and their future and his heart for her. And we just such a moment as she was, you know, the tears just represent, she, she encountered the love of God as she was sitting there. So it was, it was so beautiful, it was so easy, but I had to ask, you know, and how do you hear, it's like a voice on the inside of your, it's like a, you, you learn over time that, but you, you get a glimpse and you think, but you're not sure, you know, so I was, I was doing, I was Jason, but I'm, man, next time it's going to be Jesse. So, but there's this growth in the gifts of the Spirit. And sometimes when we miss it, we tend to back down because, oh, I missed it. No, no, keep on stepping out. So I, I believe this is my, my pet doctrine, the, the following that, you know, if you step out enough, missing it, at some point God will really feel sorry for you, and then He's going to help you out. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't have biblical backing for that, but, but a dad's heart, eh? A father, father's heart. Your son is stepping out and missing it, missing it, missing it. And now let me, let me help you out. Okay, so, so part of the, if you want to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, you need to take risks. You need to step out. And I've been sharing this. You need to step out if you want to step up. If you want to step closer to God. If you want to encounter the living God. If you want to connect with His heart. You need to step out if you want to step up. So 1 Corinthians 12. I want to give you quickly the, the, one of the main scriptures. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Come on, say each one. Given to each one for what? For the profit of all. In other words, God wants to give to every believer, every follower of Christ. The Lord wants to impart to us the gifts of the Spirit so that you can be a blessing to others. So that you can impart life to others. For the profit of, of all, so it's not for self, not for self-glorification, for self-exaltation, but it is for revealing the love of God to others. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Now, what is this word of wisdom? It is supernatural wisdom. It is insight and understanding beyond normal human comprehension. In other words, it's not something necessarily about the future. Uh, it's not necessarily a word of knowledge about the past. It's literally about you have to make a decision now. You don't know what to do in this situation. So I've learned this now. So I'm, I'm growing this as well. I've had some amazing words of wisdom in certain counseling scenarios. I've been like, man, I do not know what to do. But Lord, I'm sure you know. And then I just get an idea and I know this is not me. Or sometimes you're in a conflict or there's potential conflict and you're like, I don't know how to solve this. But God, you know what's the best way to solve it. And sometimes I've experienced this when you, uh, I know there's conflict brewing. If, if I handle this wrong, it is really going to blow up. And so I, then I have this almost like an unpeace on the inside of me. Something in me says, stop, do not continue on this path. It's going to blow up. 
And so it's happened a few times where I ignored that unpeace and then it blows up. And then there are times like I've learned from the previous time, I'm not going through that again. Okay, Holy Spirit, how should I solve this challenging scenario? And then the idea comes and it works like a dream. A word of wisdom. Okay, so how about not just going through life as usual? How about asking God to guide you? In your work scenario, you need to make a decision, a business decision. You don't know the future, but God knows. And He can lead you. He can guide you. Why go through life with your own means when you have Almighty God that wants to guide you and lead you? Okay, so words of wisdom. It is brilliant. So ask, pray this and say, Holy Spirit, lead me in this. Come on, let's practice. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me in this. So it can be for your marriage. It can be about parenting, how to relate to your child. It, in any area, the Holy Spirit is a genius. He knows the best. He's God. God knows. And He loves you and He wants to give you the best. But you need to ask. You need to tune in to His voice. Secondly, also that those verses speaks about prophecy. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, and to another prophecy. Now what is prophecy? It's a message from God revealing the Father's heart for someone. It usually speaks into the identity and destiny of someone, but it is like, it is incredible when it's a true word of God. And I've been speaking about the last two weeks about it. It really rocks somebody's life. And now the word of knowledge, this is when you, when God supernaturally reveals information or facts to a person about someone else. So you have supernatural info. You can't know this, but you suddenly know it. Facts about a person, and this reveals both the reality of God to the person, and it unlocks their heart for further ministry. Okay, so supernaturally, you know something about somebody, and the purpose is so that they can know God's real, and so that God can speak to them further. Now, someone like Sean Boltz, he moves incredibly in words of knowledge, and and I'll share one or two of his stories as well. So the question is, why words of knowledge? There are five, five or four, four or five reasons why words of knowledge. The first one is, it builds a bridge to someone's heart in an instant. So an example would be, um, Sean Bolt shares a story how God, over time, he, he started to grow in different words of knowledge. The first one that he would get, he would get names and dates. So he said, the one time I heard a date connected to a name, Barbara. When I asked if there was a Barbara with that birth date, a teenage girl in the crowd began to cry hysterically. As I gave her the word God had for her, this girl's friends began to pray for her. Later, Barbara came up to me and told me she had been asking God for a year. Does my being born have any significance? Can my life make a difference for anyone on earth? Do I even matter? Or am I just another person you created? When I, Sean Bolt says, when I called her out by her name and birthday, this young teen's suicidal thoughts left her. She felt heard by the God of all the universe. Her life had incredible significance and now she knew it. Isn't that beautiful? So a word of knowledge 
builds a bridge to someone's heart. It reveals that God loves them. It impacts their mind. It opens a way for further ministry, a prophetic word or guidance from the Lord. Thirdly, it reveals to the person that they are known by God. I mean, name plus birth date. Yeah, that is, what's the statistical possibility? <laughs> Very small. So it reveals to the person they are known by God. The word itself reveals to the person that God knows and that God cares about this aspect of their lives. So another one that Sean shares, he says, After birthdays, I began to also hear the dates of anniversaries. He says, I remember the third time this happened in a specific way. I asked a couple if June 17 meant anything to them. Turns out it was their wedding anniversary. I said to them, God loves your marriage so much, and he picked you for each other. They both burst into tears. They told me they were at such a hard place in their marriage. Words of knowledge healed years of disconnect by giving this couple so much hope. Jesus loved their marriage. It could be a good one again. Amen. So the Lord reveals certain knowledge. So he wants to reveal, hey, I'm in this marriage. I know you're going through a difficult time, but I'm, I'm in this. I want to bless you. Uh, fourthly, it reveals also what God is doing. Often when we are in meetings, and, and especially in physical healing, uh, the Lord has used me to, to call out certain things, and then people would get healed. So I was on Shofar Graf Renette, and I felt, I, I felt five as a, a, a small church, 40 people. What's the chance? Five words correct. I felt in different parts of my body. I felt like left toe, something, foot, toe. And the one lady had a problem with her toe that Jesus healed. And, 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 and I've called out a, a wrist and out of 40 people, five different words. Each one came up and I think at least three out of the five were physically healed. So the word of knowledge um, is like a spotlight that reveals to you what is God doing. So a great way of operating is, guys, even if your life groups, you must ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing in our life groups, in our small group tonight? God, what are you doing today? Because I want to partner with what you are doing. So ask those questions. So it reveals what God is doing compared to just shooting in the dark. You don't know which you just, you know, it gives you specifics. Number five, it releases faith and the faith connects us to God's power. So when there's a word of knowledge, it stirs someone's own faith. When they get called out, they're like, man, God is speaking. This is for me. I believe. And when you have faith unlocked, that connects you to God's power. And then the kingdom comes. Amen. So how do we grow in this? The, obviously, the first thing is you need to desire this. You need to desire it. And you need to believe that this is for you. That God wants to speak through you. And he wants to impact somebody's life through you. The best, the best way of actually sometimes growing in these things is simply to step out. The, be, the quickest way to move into this spirit is to step out. So when we came back from Marmesbury, so we had an epic weekend, incredible miracles were happening, um, in some cases cancers disappearing of people's bodies. So we were flying back and I was dead tired. I'm like, man, I need a holiday now. I am tired. I gave so much. And so I, I was thinking, oh, what's the best way to get back into the spirit? And I realized, man, just get another word of knowledge for somebody. So now I'm sitting on the airplane and I'm like, okay, Lord, stewardess, stewardess, anything you have for the stewardess. And then I tried the one thing and then it didn't connect. So I was, I, I was wrong. And then I tried another thing and I felt, I heard, I felt three. So I thought this is, the, I thought one of the stewardess has a three year old. 
So I asked her, hey, do you have a three-year-old child? She said, no. <laughs> and then I was praying a little bit more, and I felt, no, there's something about three. So I asked the stewardess, does any of the stewardesses have a three-year-old child? And then she said to me, well, there's actually a stewardess who um, lost triplets as in, a, as a, in the womb. Um, so she lost recently, in the last week or two, she lost uh, triplets. So I was like, okay, that's three. <laughs> so I was standing right, right in the front of the aeroplane, and I asked her, where is this lady? So she's right at the back. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Missions on aeroplane. So now I'm walking all the way down to the end, and now there's a few stewardesses together at the bottom. It's quite awkward, um, but I'm just, I'm just going for this. So I said, hey, I felt there's somebody here with th- something about three and someone said, you, you, you lost your, your triplets, and I would just so love to pray for you. And then she said, cool, pray for me. She was actually a Christian. And so I had a wonderful time of just praying over her and just releasing some prophetic words into her life. And I then moseyed back to my seat, and I was like, yes, God speaks. And God highlighted her, and God impacted her and revealed to her that he sees, and he loves her. And in a moment, I was not so tired anymore. I was like, I'm in the spirit now. Beautiful. But it took me stepping out to, to, to move into, into that place. You see, the, the, the one of the keys, if you want to step into the spirit, is you need to set your heart and mind upon God. In other words, if you, and this is what word of knowledge is about. It's about having the mind of Christ. It's like as you focus on Jesus, as you focus on God, and you're just enjoying God for who He is, at some point it's like you tune in, or you link up, or you line up. I don't know how it works, but it's like suddenly you have a sense of God's heart and His mind for a person or for a situation. And, and that's one of the, the keys if you want to to move in this. Okay, but to words of knowledge is about building bridges. I want to take us to a classic, well-known passage in John chapter 4. And this is where Jesus moves in the, the word of knowledge. And it's with a Samaritan woman at the well. And, and, and there was nothing happening. The context is they were traveling. Jesus was probably tired. They were hungry. They, uh, and so he, he sat down next to this well, and, and the rest of the disciples went to the town to get some food. And so Jesus was just sitting there. So I'm just thinking, you know, how did he feel? He was sitting there. There was nothing happening. It was at noon, so it was probably a hot Middle Eastern sun, hot, tired, probably a little bit bothered. And then this lady comes to get water, the Samaritan woman. So, I, I, you know, Jesus didn't operate, didn't move in the gifts of the Spirit. He didn't move as God. He moved as a man completely surrendered to God. So I'm imagining he would experience it like we do in a certain sense. So he's probably sitting there and he's like, no, there's nothing happening today. And then this woman comes up. And so he decides, well... I'm going to engage with her, because that's what Jesus does. He loves people, so he's going to engage with her. He probably didn't know how this would play out at that time, unless the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. And so he's like, Man, let, let me engage with this woman. Now, Jesus right there breaks all the rules, the cultural norms, the cultural rules. He speaks to a woman as a Jew. Well, at first he speaks to Samaritan as a Jew, and Jews didn't speak to Samaritans. They were hated. Um, 
So he speaks to a Samaritan, then he speaks to a woman, which also wasn't done thing, and then he's a rabbi that speaks to a Samaritan woman sinner. Woman with a lot of stuff in her life. It was, he, he obliterated cultural norms. So the cultural norm says, you shall not, you shall stay within your little box. And Jesus said, no, not today. <laughs> and he steps through. He engages. You see, when you, when you step out, then you're going to step out into the spirit. So Jesus was stepping out. He was building a bridge. He was engaging with this woman. And I think in the same way, in our world, there are a lot of cultural norms. No, you do not talk about Jesus at work. No, not at school. No, you keep your religion to yourself. That's the cultural norms, you know. Keep, keep religion out of everything. And then we wonder why the world's going to hell. <laughs> because we say God stuff off, out. And we're wondering why our children are battling and our teenagers' lives are falling apart. And why they don't have hope and a sense of purpose and destiny. Because we've removed God from so many spheres of our world. But think about this for a moment. You meet somebody and they are dying and they're terminally sick of cancer. They are dying. And you have the cure. Would you give them the cure? You would. Love demands you. Say, hey, I have good news. I have the cure. In the same way, spiritual disease, our sins, is like a spiritual cancer that's killing people from the inside out. And you and I have the answer. Jesus is the answer. So anyway, so Jesus steps out and he engages with this woman and he, he, he starts speaking to her. He, I, I don't think he knew where this would be going to, but there was nothing happening. And then as he engaged, he was starting to build a bridge. And then he started to speak to her about, let's look at this, John 4 verse 13. Then he goes to this topic of water. They're sitting at a well. So he's building a bridge to this woman. And he says, Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever, he first asked her for a bit of water and they were engaging. And then later on he says this. He said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. So Jesus saying, I've got something that this world cannot offer you. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. So, so Jesus is saying, Hey, you can drink of the well and we'll quench your thirst for a moment, but I have living waters for you that will quench your thirst. It will not only quench your thirst, it will open these wells of living waters so that other people's thirst can be quenched. Isn't that beautiful? So we were praying this morning, we felt that God wants to come and open the wells on the inside of us. That the living waters would flow again. You see, it's never just about me and myself. It's always about, how can I bless somebody else? How can I love somebody else? How can I release living waters into someone around me? And it is just epic when that happens. So then it continues in verse 16. Now, 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 probably now the Holy Spirit spoke to, spoken to Jesus. and said, hey, I have a word of knowledge for you. This woman, she has a bad past, a painful past. She has had broken relationship 
upon broken relationship upon broken relationship. And she has given up on love, on real love. She's given up on my love, the Father's love. So say this to her. So Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. I'm sure he had a little smile on his face. Like, go, call your husband, come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, here comes the word of knowledge. You have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you have now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. And the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Whoa, it's like, whoa, okay. Now, whoa, there's not just a normal Jewish rabbi here. There's something different about this guy. How do you know this? I perceive you must be a prophet. I perceive that you must be hearing from God. And, and I believe that what was happening is Jesus was speaking about the quenching of the thirst and the living waters. And, and I believe if you look at that contest, he was implying, hey, I see all you've been through. And you've been looking for love and you've given up on love so that you didn't marry the sixth one. Because you're just living with a guy. You're like, I'm so over this. <laughs> Let's just live together. You know, and I, I'm sure that the, Jesus could see her heart and what she's been through. And he wanted to speak into that. I'm sure that as he was speaking to her, her heart was, was set alight. It was like, whoa, something, something's different here. It's like, this guy can, can see into me and can see. You know, and, 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 the, and the ultimate purpose is, is that she would know that, hey, God knows you. I know what you've been through. I know. I know what you've been through. And I want to heal you. I want to fill you with life. It was such a beautiful moment. The, the result of that was that that lady got up, went to town and said, guys, guys, come and check out this guy who's told me everything about me. And a whole town came out to encounter Jesus, which is just beautiful. How did that happen? Just one engaging, building a bridge, and then God, Father, do you have something for this lady? Five husbands, living with the sixth, share this with her, and suddenly things open up. The bridge has been built. She realizes she's loved. She realizes that God knows her, and she goes out and she tells others, and a whole town comes out and their lives are rocked. Just love that. So how, how much can this happen in your life and my life? There's nothing happening, and yet you start engaging with somebody, and you're like, God, what's, what do you have? What are you saying about this person, Lord? And then you just listen, and then you step out, and you just say, hey, does this make sense to you? If it doesn't, then um, I'm just practicing. But, uh, but then later on in, in verse 23 to 24, it says, but the hour is coming, and now is... When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So, for me, this is the answer to this question. God, how can we dwell in the spirit? God, how can we create an environment where we are in the spirit and in tune with your heart and your mind? I believe Jesus gives the answer. He's looking for worshipers. This is so, so the one quick way of stepping into the spirit so you might hear the voice of God is risk it, step out. The other way, and I think this should be our lifestyle, is a lifestyle of worship. 
The, the, the moment you start to worship God, it's like you break through, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you break through barriers of, of heaviness, of disconnect. It's just like it just opens things up and suddenly you become aware of God's presence. You tune into his heart, you tune into his mind, and then suddenly you can step out and the kingdom comes. So I want to encourage us, if you want to walk in the spirit, you need to embrace a lifestyle of worship. You know, with our technology currently, it just works like a bomb. Eh? YouTube. Put on YouTube on your phone, speaker, you can, you know, with the words. You, it's so easy to worship God. You just put up some worship music and there you go. And it's for free. But are we? You know, sometimes I think we, we operate on such a low level, if you could say if there are levels in the spirit. We operate on such a fleshly, earthly level. We go through life and we don't know why we're battling with heaviness and things in our lives because we're operating on this level. But the moment you worship God, it's like, oh, you just break open. It's like things open up and suddenly it's like, wow, I'm in the presence of God. So some years ago, I was at Convergence Conference and I was praying for some people and they were having powerful encounters with God as, as, as they were going to the floor. And the one guy, Stefan Kotze, came to me and he was praying with me or just sort of catching people. And, uh, and, and you see, it's, it's like when, when God touches people, it's like a wave of the Spirit crashing into them. You just feel overwhelmed and then sometimes they go to the floor. And, and so Stefan asked me, Andre, what are you doing? Why are there such results when you pray for people? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a good question. I said to him, well, actually, all that I am doing is I am standing in front of somebody. I'm putting a hand maybe on their shoulder. But what I'm actually doing is I'm standing in the presence of God. My heart, my mind, my focus is all upon him. I'm, in a sense, sometimes I just worship over people. I say, God, you are amazing. You are glorious. And then you release the presence of God over them. And then the kingdom comes. So if you want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you can't be so focused on the person that you are intimidated and freaked out. You need to focus on God so that His love and His goodness overwhelms your fears, overwhelms your insecurities, unlocks your faith, and then you're, okay, let's step out, Jesus. And you focus your heart, your mind, you become one with Him, and then these rivers of life just flows through you. As we just spoke about, the wells the rivers of life that just flows through you. So if you want to move in the gifts, you need to align your heart and mind with Him. Best way to do it is worship. Come on, say worship. I know you know this. I know you know this. But some of us are not living it. You need to live this. It shifts everything. So what if you, every morning, when you get up in the morning, you would just put up some worship music and you worship God passionately. Then you take up a place in the spirit. You align with his heart and mind. And then you're ready for the day. Say, God, who's on your heart today? What do you want to do today, God? What do you want to do in somebody's life? Okay, so that's one of the keys to the like God through you. And another story um, from Sean Bolton. This is in the, in the business world of how God can, can help us. I want to stir this in you guys that you start... Pursuing this. Uh, as Sean says, I remember when I was brought into one of the business boards I was on. And they asked me to pray with them over their decisions. I was brought into one of the business boards and they asked me, as I said, pray over the, the, the decisions. It wasn't so that I could hear God about each one of them, but because I could help them discern what they were feeling and hearing. So he came as an assistant to help them 
hear what God is leading them. He says, I sometimes got revelation too. After a few years of successful risk-taking, so he's built relationship with these guys and he's had a good track record uh, in giving prophetic words and discerning what, what God was saying to them, they brought me in on a big decision. They asked me to pray with them about the acquisition of a certain hotel. They were not, they were not in the hotel business, but this really great deal and business had come up. We prayed together for a bit, and I got a picture of the hotel. So he saw a vision of the hotel. He saw the current problems with it. He saw the market in that region going up after three years. And he even saw the decor without ever being at the hotel. After praying, they had enough courage based on my history with them and what they were feeling themselves about the business and from God to take the risk and buy the hotel. It was a great investment that made them hundreds of thousands of dollars in 10 months, which for their small financial business was an amazing benefit. When we take the time to build history, pray together, and try and hear together, we created a trust relationship of faith and inspiration that few other areas in our life can keep up with. And so what about doing life, work, business, whatever you, whatever area you are in, whether you are a teacher, um, to ask God for guidance and, and answers and solutions of, well, God, what are you wanting to do and how are you wanting to do it? And to partner with some other people instead of you praying on your own, partner with other guys and pray with them and ask the Lord to, to lead you and guide you in it. Yeah, that could be awesome. So how about not just doing life as usual, but stepping up? Okay, so I want to just end off with just five ways, five practical ways of receiving a word of knowledge. I just want to mention them. The first one is you can see it, a mental picture. Okay, so you, you close your, your, your eyes and you see a, a, a part of someone's body. So um, the one guy, John Wimber, uh, years ago, he was preaching. And as he was preaching, he saw in his mind's eye a woman's breast. And he was like, devil, get out. Go away. And then in this vision, he saw the breast open up and there was a tumor inside. And he called it out. There was a woman with a tumor in her breast and she was healed uh, in that service that day. Okay, so you see it. You see it in your mind's eye, but it's... By the Holy Spirit. Secondly, you can feel it. So so a physical pain in your body. So it's happened a few times to me that I would suddenly have, I I came into a service and I don't have that pain, and suddenly I have that pain. On the exact spot, and then I would call it out, and then someone would have the exact same pain, and then they would get healed. Which is quite cool. So you need to evaluate your body. And say, Lord, I'm available, words of knowledge, who do you want to touch today? Even in your life groups, step out. It's a great place to step out. Thirdly, you can read it. Now, I don't know many people that, that do this, but there are people that literally see the words. I spoke about last week, the words above somebody's head. They read it. Open visions. Fourthly, they can th- you can think it. In other words, a gentle internal voice of God just whispering certain things to and over somebody's life. So I was in Argentina some years ago, and uh, at the end of the service, there was such a presence of God in the place. And, and, and there was a whole lot of people, like 80 or so people that responded to the altar call. And then I felt the Holy Spirit whisper this in my, in my ear, that 
There are people with neck problems, and I felt hearing problems, and a few other things, head problems and so forth. And so anyway, so I called it out, and then the people started to raise their hands that it was for them, and I mean, 50 plus people came forward, and uh, and then I just released, I just commanded healing in Jesus' name. And then I asked people to test their bodies, and they were like, okay, if you feel better, raise your hand, and hands were going up everywhere. I'm like, the translator's probably missing it now. If you feel better, <laughs> raise your hand, you know. And then there was this one lady, she was the senior pastor's mom. She was 75, 76 years old. She was beaten by her father when she was like 10, 15 years old. She was beaten so badly, she lost all her hearing in the one ear. She lost 90 plus percent hearing in the other ear. She's had a hearing aid for 30 years plus. And, as, and I felt hearing, God wants to heal hearing. So I was like, Jesus, heal ears. And the next moment, this woman just ripped off her hearing aid and she started to shout, I can hear. They had to translate it for me. But uh, you should have seen the people go wild. I mean, it's the pastor's mom. They know her for so many years. She heard the rain for the first time in 30 plus years, two, two days later. You know, so, 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 so words of knowledge open things up so that you can see, but this is what God is wanting to do in this situation. It guides you, and then the kingdom comes. So I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to lead you. Words of knowledge, just a sense of what God's doing. You can see it, mental picture. You can feel it, physical pain in your body. You can read it. Lord, we want to do that in Jesus' name. You can think it, so you just get a thought in your head, like this is what God wants to do. And then the last one is you can say it. Sometimes when you pray over people, uh, you, you suddenly just speak things that you were not planning to speak by the Holy Spirit, unlock somebody's heart, and then the kingdom comes. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.